Team to burst your bubble. I'm Josh and I have Griffin and Kyler here with me tonight. We are here to deliver the sharpest sports takes. Football is back. We are finally here. We are in the thick of it. We're going to break down week two of college football. We break down week one of the NFL, make our Super Bowl predictions today. A stunning upset happened in the UFC, and we have a ton more on this episode. Remember to rate, review, share the podcast with your friends, your family, the lady at Starbucks, the guy at McDonald's. Make sure that you are sharing Burster Bubble with everyone. Make sure that you are following us on all of our social media channels. On X, we are at SportsBYBP. I'm at JakeEatno22, at Kyler012, and at Griffin Argo one make sure you're following all of us on social media. If you're wanting to win your fantasy football leagues, obviously NFL is back. Week one waivers are going to be hitting soon. Make sure that you are following at Fantasy BYB, our fantasy football expert Shane, for all the tips, tricks, and ways to win your fantasy football league. Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate the support. We've got swag coming out. We've got a whole bunch of exciting stuff on the horizon, a lot of social media content, especially on TikTok at Burster Bubble Podcast. Make sure you're following us everywhere on there to be a part of the Burster Bubble crew with that thank you so much for listening but remember no hard feelings because more than likely one of us will burst your bubble boys and josh you, you alluded to it now i'll get to it right now so we can get to football football's back all the way of course we're going to be talking about football this entire episode i mean this was one of if not the biggest i think it's top two and it's not two biggest upset in ufc history Sean Strickland taking down Israel Adesanya. And, you know, is it because of the, you know, frequ- frequency of fighting that Izzy is? I mean, this, he's the first fighter in UFC history to lose, it, lose the title twice in one year. I mean, that kind of shows how much, he's, uh, how much he's fighting. But I think, I mean, the, the only fight I think that could be bigger than that, bigger upset would be GSP and Sarah. Um, well, going to this fight, obviously with the big upset, it was unanimous decision at the end, and Izzy shook his hand after the fight was over, kind of gave him like the uh, the props on a job well done. It seemed. What was uh, what were your thoughts on the fight, Kyler? Who should he should he have won, and and what were the thoughts there? It, honestly, it looked like Izzy never he showed up super flat. It looked like I mean he never really got going, but I mean it was also Sean Strickland. I mean won that fight, and this was a UFC fight that the UFC, the, the brass, did not want to make. They, Josh, they had just announced this fight a month ago. I mean, this is this is a fight that they didn't think he was ready. They didn't think he was ready for the spotlight. They definitely didn't want him to be the champion. I'll tell you that. He's, he's dropping slurs after slur at the, at the press conference. Um, just a, a, a white American. So Kyler, was, uh, this, was it a, Go ahead. Was it real that he said women need to go back to the kitchen, or was that like a parody thing on Twitter? No, dude. Like he, uh, that's that, that. would be one of the tamer things he said. Oh wow! Like, oh, this man. I did see going into the fight. Adesanya was. It was like minus seven hundred. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For Adesanya. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, huge, huge upset. I mean, I think this is this is the biggest upset in UFC history. Um, and nobody saw this coming, especially the UFC brass. I definitely don't think they wanted Sean Strickland to be the UFC champion. But this man, I think he's the closest thing to a, to a sovereign citizen that the UFC champion has ever uh, the UFC has ever had to be a champion. And I mean, this man, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't know. He, he loves America. USA, USA. Uh, okay, we can recap, boys. Uh, other than before we get into football, obviously. Football was all, all over all of our screens. What, what else happened this weekend other than football? Griffin, what were you up to? 
Literally nothing. Uh, my wife mm. was sick, so I was just hanging out with Ooh. my son, and that was just kind of what it was. And so I just hung out, watched uh, college football yesterday, and today just watched uh, NFL football. Mm. I said other than football, and that's the only thing you talked about. Cool. Callie, what did you do this weekend? That's the only thing that I did. Callie, what did you do this weekend? Man, you know, you know, it was, it was, uh, it was a slow weekend in Hochdown, to be honest. Um, you know, weekend after Labor Day. Labor Day was historically busy, um, but... Yeah, this weekend was a chill weekend in Hojatown. Definitely got to watch some college football on Saturday. Um, again, we're talking about football. But uh, throw some axes, uh, talk to make sure my teenagers don't run business into the ground. Well, boys, I did some stuff other than football. Both of y'all just relaxed this weekend. I <laughs> yeah, how, many, not, how many miles did I, you run? A thousand? Well, I'm going yeah. to rewind. So I had our, uh, our dove hunt was this weekend. <laughs> I shot uh, 12 dove. citizens. I shot 12 dove uh, this weekend. Uh, it was a great time. But then, boys, my shotgun broke. I had never seen this happen before. Uh, so I I, sh- I shoot a dove, I hit it, and then there's another one flying, so I go to rack it. Well, whenever I rack it, my barrel popped off my shotgun. So apparently the screw on the thing right under your barrel, like where you put the put it all into the chambers or into the uh, mag, uh, that screw came off and my barrel popped <laughs> off. Couldn't find the screw Josh because it was all it was the same color as the grass. <laughs> and I'm blind Clearly. anyway. And I'm blind, so like I can't find it. And uh, then my the guy I was hunting with at this point, he let me use his and I shot two more that day. But it was a good time at the dove hunt. Raised a bunch of money for the campaign side for my day job. Um, and uh, had a wonderful time. Ran uh, four miles both days I was down there. And then today, Sunday, as I'm watching football, streaming it on my phone, I run a, I got a 28 mile run in today, boys. Uh, before that, my furthest was 16. So I went from 16 to 28. 20, you didn't get a 28 mile run in. You ran a marathon. Like that's, that's no. Uh, a marathon is 26.1. More than a marathon. <laughs> I, I ran more than a marathon and I didn't even get a medal for it. I didn't get anything. I just did it for fun. But it was the practice course. Go. It was a practice course that we're doing the the 100K at, so I'll just make that same loop twice. So it was good practice. But as you both mentioned, I did get to watch football. Oh, I missed a big part of my weekend. Saturday, after the dove hunt, went to Norman, Oklahoma, watched the Oklahoma Sooners play, got to go up in the suites, checked out uh, checked out the game from the suites, and uh, had a wonderful time there. Had great views of the field. Strobots were rocking. Uh, yeah, that's, that was my covered. weekend. Uh, I was sitting next to a guy, and I told him that the late touchdown, because SMU went forward on fourth, was going to cause that to look mm-hmm. a whole lot better than it really was. But we can get to that uh, whenever you guys are ready for college football. I'm just waiting on y'all. I'm ready to talk football. <laughs> Sweet, let's uh, do it. College football. Let's, but let's what, do I it, do have a question, though. I do have a question. Uh, this is a hypothetical. Um, what do you think the, the most fun coaching position? If you were like, if you were really good at it, not like the best, but like pretty good at it, better than league average. What do you mean? In yeah, what just, way? Like, just your day-to-day life and game day. Take it all into consideration. I, I mean, I'm gonna go quarterback coach, obviously, because okay. then you, because uh, then you're gonna get if you're really good at it and you're above average. You're going to get to work with some of the best prospects that are coming up too. I mean, people are going to want you going to camps. 
You're going to have a good eye out for all the talent mm. that's coming up. Quarterback position that all the kids want to be. I think. I mean, I, I think that's a great way to do it. You're, you get to work with some of the legends. These guys are going to go from college to the NFL, and then you're already work. You've had experience working with them. What if they go to be Hall of Famers? They're going to mention you in their Hall of Fame speech. Yeah, give me quarterback coach all day long. I like that. You'd rather do that than be a head coach somewhere. Well, I didn't think that was an option. No, I head coach is for sure not. What was the What think, was the question? I think head coach would be like way too stressful. So like, what, what coaching I, position? I would thought be like you meant like most by coaching. I th- by, yeah. See, go ahead. By coaching position, I thought you were saying like, like a okay, lineman coach, wide receiver coach, like y'all both. Okay. Yeah. See, I took it as like, what school you would want to be oh, the shit. head coach at? No, 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 no. I, that wasn't anything. That too. <laughs> I don't know how you got there. <laughs> I clearly <laughs> interpreted it wrong. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, my man's just making up. Yeah, eliminate head coach. He, Griffin wanted to answer the question. His eliminate. Way, <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I don't even have an answer for it. I don't even have an answer for it. So that's the crazy thing. Oh my god! Special teams. I'd go special defense, special teams, really special teams coordinator. If you're like, especially with the Cowboys were doing tonight, that white dude on the sideline going crazy earlier when after they returned that uh that that that, that uh blocked. Blocked field goal. I mean that that's that's ideal right there. That's I mean nothing gets better than that. No, thousand percent. Give me the stress of a head coach. I, I didn't know that was an option. I'm head coach one thousand percent. I want all the stress. I'm I'm calling plays. I'm calling offensive plays. Oh, I I'm we're going we're gonna have a great time. You're yes, sir. <laughs> and, and you're Nick and you're Nick Sirianni. <laughs> Nick Sirianni. Yeah, right? I, was just, I, got some... I was just in a Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you I was lost. Not you almost lost the Patriots. <laughs> I lost, but I was yeah. there. And you almost lost the Patriots. <laughs> Actually, I, I don't know that I would call plays. Goat. Actually, I don't know that I would call plays just because about for what I'm about to bring up, and that is quite possibly one of the best coaches in all of college football right now, and that is Sanders, Deion Sanders, prime time. Mm-hmm. And you know what? In the middle of the game, he's not talking into that microphone, boys. That microphone's up. He's letting his coaches, his coordinators call the plays, and he's got a great group of guys around him. He is a wonderful motivator, wonderful guy to have on the sideline. That's the type of head coach you want to be, especially in the transfer portal era. We did such a good job at recruiting some of those young men. Going out 2-0, the fans stormed the field at home. First time they've been 2-0 since 1996. It, it was they doubled fu- their win total from last year already. Mm-hmm. So, it was funny they stormed the field. That yeah, I fun. thought it was too. Okay, but, but, but let's talk about them for real though. So they're a really good team. They I, could, I did. Could they I win the Big Twelve? Well, I think it's early to say that. I, I think it's early to see exactly what the what the full potential is going to be for Colorado, but. Would they be in these games and would it be interesting? Absolutely. They've got an offense that can score points like crazy and they have a Swiss cheese defense. So, you know, they'd fit in real well in the Big 12. I said, do I think they're going to win the Big 12? No, because they're not in the Big 12. And he said, do you think they well, could? Yeah. No. I mean, I think if they're, they're in the Big 12, no. I don't think they're beating Texas. Yeah, that's true. Texas that's is gone next year, though. But with that being said, okay, another hypothetical. Um, how long will, say, Colorado ends up being similar to Dion's uh, tenure at Jackson State? 
how long until he gets um, like an SEC job or offer? Oh, as soon as I his son is gone. As soon as, his, say, son as, soon as no, his son's gone. As soon as his son's no longer quarterback there, he's going to SEC or the NFL. Yeah, I think he might follow. His I bet son. he stays in the. Uh, I bet he stays in college, but yeah. Yeah, I mean he'll he'll leave for something bigger as soon as his son is you gone. Know, which I mean they've got multiple. I mean, what if his I mean, son transfers? He stays in Colorado. Unless he transfers. Do you think to like, Colorado's the biggest school that offered him? No. I don't either. I don't, I don't know. Maybe. I don't. I don't think it's close though. I, th- I think like much larger teams offered him to be the head coach. I bet. I guarantee Nebraska did. did. Yeah, well, they should have taken advantage of it. <laughs> yeah, With they got the Matt Rule. They just got. Yeah, which is awesome to see Matt Rule coming in and just getting out coached by Deion Sanders, breaking the mold of the traditional coaching style. So uh, it, it was a, a hundred. What is it? A hundred nine snaps were played by Travis Hunter. Something like that. The dude's a stud. That so, dude. Um, I mean, it's kind of so it's kind of like the Shohei Otani effect. I mean, at what point? How long can he sustain this? He's, he's, he's a sophomore. Can he do this for a full season? Uh, yeah, I think so. As long as I mean, the the biggest thing obviously is going to end up being health. Is he going to end up getting too worn down? As far as that goes, um, you would like to hope that he's young enough and um, kind of recovers quicker than some of some older athletes and stuff like that, to where he is going to be able to sustain it throughout the season. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I but think I mean, he'll should... be just fine. Me too. But he was, he was the number two recruit in his class. Shadur Sanders was, I think, he was in the top 70 of his class. I mean, it's kind of crazy to think that the, the Buffaloes weren't going to be good and that Dion wasn't going to have a lot of talent surrounding these guys. Um, that, that quarterback that had that uh, the interception, though, that, oh, the white cornerback, shout out to that guy, sticking around <laughs> around that team. I mean, love to see that. I mean, yeah, you can say that he did get the players in him, so you can say like, you know, how can you not expect it to be good? But this team went one and eleven last year, so while he did get a lot of stars, there was obviously some rebuilding to do for the team and a lot of retooling. So with that many new personalities coming into a locker room in an offseason, with that many new people coming together, sometimes that can be tough to get everyone to mesh. And so I think he's done a real good they job have, of being able to do that. They had fifty-one new transfers this offseason. Yeah, that's an entire football team. So I mean, that that, that explains yeah. it all. I mean, and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I think it was twenty-two quarterbacks transferred and started week one. Uh, so and obviously we're talking about week two now. But so let's move on. Let's move on quickly. Two. Uh, I mean, around the same, uh, around the same ranking, but team uh, t- two teams that are definitely going to be ranked a little bit differently this coming week. Obviously, the AP poll is already out. Texas A&M and Miami. I mean, what a game! What a game that Miami. I don't think a team in the country. So I think two teams really needed to win this week, and that was Miami and that was Texas, just for the program, for the school's reputation, to get them back on the map in in the college football discussion. Miami got it done. Texas got it done. So, I mean, what were your thoughts on the Miami – I mean, dropping of Texas A&M. I mean, Texas A&M, a good team. Miami's back. The U is back. 
I mean, that, no, I mean that's, that's pretty simple. Miami. I think it's this. Miami. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> what he did. Kyler said. <laughs> he's, like, he's like the U. <laughs> well, the U is back. <laughs> They're both back. <laughs> they are both back. Um, no, back I mean in, Miami. Uh, Go ahead. Well, I was just going to kind of move on to the, the Texas game from there just because we were kind of throwing up the horns. Um, and, I mean, I can kind of – I can believe the hype now that um, they're back. Texas, you said. So, I mean, so I'll ask yep. the question both of you. Is yep. Texas back, Kyler? I mean, we've so seen it September. See, they, who do they, they – uh, they have a, a big game next week, don't they? I think it's like USC. I don't know. I know they had a big game this week, and that was all I needed to see. And it's really hard to say that they're not back at this point because that's a it's the type of game that can change well, the outlook for a program. The reason I say that is because I like I I want them. I want to see if they are, um, if they get too ahead of their skis. No, they play Wyoming next next week. They're going to be just fine. Uh, they don't know. They don't have a they don't have a, a tough game the rest of this year. They play OU. Yeah, that'll probably be their toughest game uh, besides the Jayhawks, of course. K-State. I mean, obviously, Quinn Ewers was everything that we were expecting him to be. Last year, he got hurt in this game, and so we didn't get to see the full thing. And he come back hurt towards the end. This is why he's such a highly touted recruit. I mean, he was just attacking some of these just monster corners for Alabama that normally are just locked down, and he was just wreaking havoc. Just went play after play, shot for shot with Alabama, and just battled it out. I mean, in that third quarter, Alabama outscored Texas pretty good, and then in the fourth, Quinn just took it right back over and just, you know, uh, gave a couple of just big haymakers, Jeremiah Milton style. Yeah, absolutely. And it proved what, how much better of a quarterback he is than Jalen Milrow. I mean, Jalen Milrow at all times is the best athlete on the field. I think. I think no matter what, he is the best athlete on the field. But probably most of the time might be the worst quarterback on the field. You know what else it proved? It proved my take correct that Texas was the most SEC-ready team in the Big 12, including <laughs> the Oklahoma Sooners. I mean, Go ahead, you're, you're just trying to credit put credit this year. <laughs> Give me credit where credit's due. Most SEC-ready team. I mean, you only had two options. Out of all the – I'm pretty sure there's more than two teams. In the Big 12? Okay, but there's only two going to the SEC. Well, th- it doesn't matter. Out of the entire Big 12, Texas is the most <laughs> SEC rating team there is. Uh, okay, what about uh, Oklahoma State? No. Oklahoma State almost fumbled one away, boys. Fuck Oklahoma State. Whoa. Fire Gundy. <laughs> I will say... They're not firing Gundy. <laughs> no coach can be as, uh, as uh, conservative and not go for things as much as Gundy and lose in big moments and keep a job. But 27-15, Arizona State, uh, they were down 7-0 after 1, 15-10 at half, uh, and then they shut Arizona State out in the second half. But it was definitely a, a scary look there for a moment. But Oklahoma State did pull it out, and that's just a That's embarrassing, dude. I mean, like, you're, you're – bro, you beat Arizona State by less than three scores. Like, that's embarrassing. Like, that's – and you're talking about you're going to win the Big 12 next year after these teams leave? Like, it's it's crazy. It's ridiculous. Get the get Gundy out of there. They're not winning the Big 12 um, anytime soon, I don't believe. So, 
Yeah. And another team that, I mean, OU did not look fantastic in their showing. Like I said earlier, I think that this matchup with SMU looked a lot better for the final scoreboard than it did throughout the game because this was an ugly win for OU. I mean, the defense was not putting stuff together there at the beginning uh, or at the end. I mean, they were kind of letting SMU get back into it, and the offense wasn't doing what it needed to. You'd think that, you know, OU's going to step on the throat here and really put a game away, put SMU away to climb up their rankings a little bit, but they just didn't do it. Missed opportunity. Yeah, I think it says more about their offense than it does their defense. They did only allow 11 points, you know, but you would expect more from the offense. OU usually has a top-flight offense in the NCAA, so. I was no going to look up to see how many punts they had. Uh, so they had they had five punts as a team. So they, they punted on five drives. I think, bro, I, and, I mean, I get it. Dylan Gabriel played great. He was 19 for 27, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Sure. But put, put the freshman in. What are we talking about? Do we think the freshman's going to lose to SMU anyway? So let's see what we're rocking with. Let's go see if he can drop 60 on him because you know what? I think he can. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, the problem is they were scared to because SMU got within, like, three points at one time in this game. Then start the freshmen. I mean, Dylan did win see, them. See what we got. But, I mean, whenever they scored that last, when they scored that last <laughs> touchdown, SMU went forward on their own on, from fourth down. Oh, you got the ball back on their own or on the other 22-yard line. So, like, they were obviously going to score another touchdown. So, this game was pretty over. I mean, it was pretty inflated for what it was supposed to be. Ugly win yeah. by the Oklahoma Sooners. Not, and, not the greatest. And they might, be, the they might be trying to save his redshirt ability because if you play so many snaps and you have you can't redshirt or whatever. whatever. Here's a college football question else. for you guys. Here's a college football question for you guys. Let's go. Is Nick Saban still the pinnacle of head coaches in college no. football, or has the torch been passed to Kirby Smart? I don't even know. I think it's Kirby Smart. Or, I mean, well, who else would it be? Tennessee. I mean, it's got to be. Yeah, it has would to be, be one of the two. Heupel's up there. What? Harbaugh. Harbaugh, Heupel. I mean, these are, these are great Kirby coaches. Kirby Smart just won back-to-back national championships. Sure. But, I mean, I'm look at the program he's either, either at. I mean, if, if – uh, I'm not saying he's point. not the – For sure, okay. I get what you're saying, but, I mean, it's, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's a situation – it's all situational. I mean, it's, it's – I think these guys are better are coaches, but I don't think they necessarily have the best teams. Are we in the twilight zone here? Nick Saban is the hmm. best head coach because Alabama right, won national championships. That's why he's. I mean, he's Alabama building. was the. I go with Alabama's okay. the prime. The prime and institution. Like, and it's not like they were a powerhouse before he got there necessarily. I get what you're saying. Okay, so go so ahead. so, I, so, I, so, my, <laughs> so the question is: Is Nick Saban still that the the pinnacle? Is no. Alabama is the is the are they still the pinnacle of college football? They're going to lose four games. The decline of Nick Saban. Is this a one-off? Um, I bad wouldn't year? say it's the decline. I think it's going to be a one-off, and I don't even. Th- I mean, what describe a bad year? Is it like three losses? Is a bad four. year? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I. Yeah, but it could I, be that, but I don't think I don't think he's just not going to be contending for national championships. So I guess my I guess the overarching question is: Has there been a passing of the torch yet for college football head coaches from Nick Saban to someone else? 
Because I don't think so. Because Texas is, I mean, everyone is still super excited for Texas to beat Alabama. I think Nick Saban is still the guy until Georgia knocks him off again. Yeah, I mean, I think if you were going to argue anybody, it would have to be Kirby Smart. But I also think he needs a couple more national championships. And Nick Saban needs to decline as a coach quite a bit more than what he is. Because I don't even think it's necessarily – I think it's just they're not getting all the recruits like they used to. But I still think he's a great coach, and I think that could end up – I mean, takes one class for him to get back to the national championship. That's it. That's that's all it ever takes is one class for any of these teams to get to a national championship. And that's yeah, why Texas A and M had the top yeah. recruiting class for like three seasons in a row and didn't make it to the top four. So Texas no, it doesn't every just year. take that. But <laughs> I, I will say though, if Georgia goes could. back to back to back, then it's probably a passing of the torch. Three in a row is a pretty big deal. But okay, that was my question. I I, I was just Especially curious because we did see. Let's, let's, let's talk about Georgia. I mean, I think if he does it with Carson Beck, then he is he he he's got the torch. Because that dude is not not a good football player. Do we know how old Carson Beck is? Probably fifty years younger than Stetson Bennett. Well, that's what I'm trying to figure that's out if he true. has a thing for like these veteran quarterbacks. <laughs> we need to make sure this guy's legit to play. We need to see his birth certificate. Make sure it's not green crayon. Carson Beck, Carson age. I'll, I'll look it up. He's, he's a junior. years old. Oh, he's only 20. He's got plenty of time to, to mature. He's got, he's got 11 weeks. Well, Georgia <laughs> some had another runs. tune-up game. They had a, another tune-up game this week, yeah. two in a row. Ball State. But, it, but the score was, I mean, just after one, it was 0-0. They did score 31 points in the second quarter, but... After yeah, the first, say, it ended up forty-five <laughs> to three. So what are we doing? I mean, that's also like Clemson. After Clemson the first, started out rough. Zero, zero. <laughs> no doubt, that first, no doubt. That first quarter Clemson, defense. Clemson is a trash, a trash program. Yeah, uh, I was in the suites, and someone was like, "Well, Clemson lost today," and I said, "No, they didn't. Clemson won pretty big." And they were like, "No, Clemson lost." And I was like, "No, Clemson won pretty big. You need to go look it up." And they were just as shocked as. As anyone else would be, that Clemson's out here winning football games. Charleston well, Southern. Pretty much all that I have on college football because it's still week two and there's still so many tune-up games. There's only one or two yeah. of these really good games every week. Uh, yeah, USC. We have to talk about Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams in the half that he played scored 49 points in a in a fucking half against against Stanford. I mean, a, a formidable D1 program. A respectable program, uh, for just incredible from the high G- from the for GPAs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't say football. <laughs> you did. I, you did not. I, I will give you that. You did not say football. It is a respectable program. The Ohio State, bro, bro. I tell you who looks fucking good. Now, and I, I'm, I'm telling you, don't sleep on Miami. Don't sleep on Miami. Michigan. Yeah, we just said they were back. Michigan. Hey. Mm. Watch for him. All right, well, um, that's all I got. Bro, Caleb Williams didn't even have as good a game as... Uh, he only played one half. 49, yeah. He, played, he scored 49 points in the first half and didn't play the rest. I mean, he didn't score 49 points. Yeah, he did. He threw three touchdowns and one on the ground. That's not 49. Do the math. That's 35. No, you, sh- you, weren't, you weren't there, bro. <laughs> 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 you weren't there. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't think any of us were there. Yeah, we'll we'll end it at that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That is all that I have on college football. Uh, very excited for week three. We'll get a, a preview out later this week. Preview in week three. That'll be a fantastic time. I hope there's a couple of good games out. Uh, before oh, we get into the NFL. Oh, uh, yeah, before we get to the NFL, U.S. Open's over. Did y'all watch Shout any of it? Shout out Golf. Yeah, I watched the women's fight. I watched Coco win. And I, wa- I did not watch uh, Novak win, but shout out to uh, Novak Novak Sinovich. Novak Sinovich. That is that is his name. That's that was nice, wasn't it? It was. I like that. That's how you say it. But he uh, he did come out in an interview and he said he did not regret any decision he made. It let him learn a lot of things and took care of his body. So shout out Novak. <laughs> Oh, all right, so yeah, U.S. Open's over. A couple good, uh, good winners. I didn't watch a second of it, but apparently it's very popular around the world. So shout out to all yeah. of you, U.S. Let's Open talk people. Tennis. Jimmy Butler was there. He's always he loving it. Jimmy's he probably a tennis player. He's he plays. He's a very good tennis player. And then he also <laughs> said he didn't give a shit about the World Cup FIBA. So, love it. Hmm. Yeah, let's, I mean, let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about Bridges SGA. just completely broken off by Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Just made, made me root for Canada for a second. I, I started saying, hey, oh. and I, I had to catch myself. I mean, maple bro, syrup I mean, down my throat. Canada was going to win that game. We, Canada had respectable NBA players plus a top five MV, MVP candidate. And the NBA had fringe starters. So it's like, yeah, we're, the, the USA is losing that game. I know, but I shouldn't be rooting for Canada over America. I should be rooting for America to win. I'm impressed with USA, USA, USA. But I didn't. I was for a split second. I was rooting for SGA in Canada, but it was fantastic to watch him just completely break off Mikkel Bridges. But I mean, it was Swiss cheese that they were playing. They didn't play any fucking defense against against Canada or the the game before that that they lost. Bro, they shot 51 percent um, from Germany. The field. Yeah, 41% from three, 96% from uh, the free throw line, scored 111 points, and lost the game. I mean, bro, it looked like a fucking pickup game out there. <laughs> Definitely All-Star-esque without the All-Stars. Yeah, yeah, no fucking All-Star. We really won. We had our D team out there. That's what That's I, I just don't understand anymore. I think it's because of all the, the injury concern and, like, losing salary and stuff, but... We should be putting our best players out there for the Olympic team. Let's put some pride back in the country here. In Paris, bro, AD so has got to go. Think so? Has to. AD, Jason Tatum, where's Kevin Durant, Stephen Curry, Devin we, Booker, Devin Booker. I mean, all these, bro. The, we need the guys. We need we need the squad back. We need to assemble the Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> Take down the rest of the world. That's right. Ameri- USA. USA. But we this lose is very- basketball? <laughs> we can't lose basketball. That's a good point. That's, That's what we point. have. That's why we have it. Yeah. It's our sport. So what do you make I'm, of the NBA calling themselves world champions? Pretty sure we created this I've got this written down too, man. Get this. This argument drives me fucking bonkers. On which side? So tell me about oh, it. Because the whole, it, it's not like it's limited to Americans. The world is 40% not American, or 40, 40% Americans. 
Um, so, so you're saying that they should? Yeah, the whole world is allowed to play in the NBA, and it's regarded as the best league. I just think that it's weird. I, I don't have a problem with it necessarily. Like I think it does fit, but I, I don't like. I don't. I've never called any of them before a world champion. I call them an NBA champion. Like you are an NBA champion. That's how I say it too, yeah. but I mean, I get the argument that Kyler's making, but okay, here's another thing. If we put this year's Denver Nuggets that won the championship in the FIBA World Cup, do they win it all? Yes. By a thousand. Yeah, I'm probably yeah. going to say yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, mean, I, I get the argument. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, once again, I don't have a problem with calling it world champion. I, you're just never going to hear me saying it. I'm not, you didn't just win the world championship. You won the NBA championship. That's, yeah. that's for the birds. Sounds like they're not world champions to you, Josh. Well, what about the NFL? I mean, what about when they win the Super Bowl? They're, they're Super NBA League. champions. If they win the Super Bowl, you must say well, they're world champions. No, I never once have said that. I said that they are Super Bowl champions. <laughs> I've never said that they're world champions. <laughs> I don't even champions. think they call themselves the world only, champions. The only person called world champion is Stone Cold Steve Austin and John Cena in the WWE. That's the only hey, person I'm calling like a world you, champion. I like how you said John Cena there. I like that. Uh, you noticed right. I said Stone Cold first. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. John uh, all right. Cena's Before we get into the NFL, make sure that you are following us on all of our social media channels on X at Sports BYBP. Uh, I'm at JakeEatno22. Griffin is at GriffinArgo1. Kyler is at Kyler012. Make sure that you are following Shane, our fantasy football expert, at FantasyBYB for all your tips, tricks, and ways to win your fantasy football league. We are getting a whole bunch of information out. I'm going to get Kyler and Griffin to update their week two rankings for fantasy football projections. So we will have our top 25 positions and top 15 for tight ends going into week two we will have that updated for you that'll go out on wednesday so make sure that you're keeping up with our rankings and who you should start in your fantasy football leagues we're also going to be putting out our weekly byb parlays we uh, put one out week one we'll talk about it here in a moment on how we did but we're going to continue to put those out and we're going to keep a running tally this year on whose locks hit and whose locks do not so with all of that, thanks for listening. No hard feelings, because more than likely, one of us will burst your bubble. And I'm going to go ahead and start off the bat, and I'm going to burst Griffin's bubble. We had the BYB parlay week one. All we things it. are it, – this is supposed to be the, the parlay that cannot miss. This is – I get up at, at 5 a.m., and I'm getting ready to drive to my 30-mile run, and I text the boys, all right, guys, we got to get the video out. We need the locks for today. Who's got what? Griffin was the first to respond. 100% no, confident. No, 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 no. That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> don't don't even do that to me. That was not true. <laughs> he said, I, I avoided that text message. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I was half awake whenever I sent my, my pick. Not to say I wouldn't have picked him anyway, but. I'm going. I'm looking. Because I think you were before yeah. Tyler. No, I'm pretty I sure I guarantee you I wasn't. Yeah. So, the, so I had I was the probably Eagles. like an hour later. I had the oh, Eagles okay, minus yeah. four, I believe. You had uh, Kyler had Philly minus three and a half. Griffin had the Vikings minus four and a half, and I took the Jaguars money line. It was I a think they were three and a half, weren't they? Were they four and a half? Four and a half is what you put in oh. the text message. Shit. Yeah. And they didn't that's get that terrible. either way. No, um, no. We'll talk about it here in a moment. The parlay itself was plus four sixty six. <laughs> Would have been a great time. So we're starting out the season. One one and zero. Jeez. No hard feelings. But ah. let's talk about it. Let's talk about the game. 
Vikings obviously do not pull out. Uh, they do not cover the spread. I mean, they do not win the game. So, Griffin, let's, you, let's hear your thoughts about it. I'm shocked. I'm literally completely. I dude, I don't get it. I don't know. I didn't think the Buccaneers were going to. I mean, 20 points isn't a lot to cover, especially when you have the best wide receiver in the league on your team. Kirk Cousins could not get out of his own way. Two receptions in the second half for Justin Jefferson, the best receiver in the league. He had seven in the first for, I think, not, I think 80-something yards, two in the second half. No, more than that. I think it was like seven for like 120 in the first half, two in the second half. Um, uh, he looked very, very upset, and I think that's something that the Vikings need to really monitor and keep a close eye on this season is, hey, let's make sure we're, that our, the number one player in the league right now that we have on our team that we're fucking so lucky to have, Justin Jefferson, let's make sure he's not mad about anything. Well, I mean, he's going to be mad when you lose games, but I don't know how much of this you can put on, on Kirk, really. I mean, 33 for 44, two touchdowns. I mean, it's not like he wasn't giving the ball to Justin Jefferson. Nine catches, 150 yards. I mean, that's a good day for your top wide receiver in the, in the National Football League. He also fumbled twice and threw a pick. I think what we're missing the point on is that Griffin's also wrong on Baker Mayfield. Because Baker Mayfield's obviously a oh, stud. The jury's still out on that. <laughs> the jury's still out on I'm that. I'm taking a win on this. Baker. I back. will say ba- I will. Baker's back. You were pro-Kyle Trask. <laughs> I, I retract those statements that was if last I was. Week. That was last week, Griffin. No, that was so, so uh, long ago. I was a different person. <laughs> Uh, so Baker started the game out three for eleven, finished twenty-one for thirty-four, one hundred seventy-three yards, two touchdowns. One of those to my boy Mike Evans, but he did have the double stat line: six receptions, sixty-six yards. So you got to wonder what was going on there, a little Illuminati stuff. But obviously the Buccaneers pulled out a good game. Uh, I was very shocked at the inefficiency from Rashad White. 17 carries, thirty-nine yards. That was kind of shocking to me. It seemed but like a lot overall, of people had that stat this- line. Yeah, there was not a lot of, I mean, honestly, not a lot of yardage for some of these guys thrown around. Um, but I, uh, I, I expected the Vikings to win too, Griffin. I, th- I thought that your bet was safe, but it's week one. Sometimes it just, it, you never know what's going to happen. It's week one hey. in the NFL. Maybe the Bucks are going to win the championship again this year. Fuck no, we're going to win five Mayfield. games. This is going to be the best win of the season by far. <laughs> With Baker, okay, Baker's let's start go. every game, no doubt. Oh yeah, he's definitely starting. I mean, yeah, this is this solidified it. He was uh, he he was one in nine of his last ten uh, road games. Yeah, that doesn't shock <laughs> me. Uh, okay, Kelly, let's go to your pick. Let's go to the Eagles. Eagles. I mean, Eagles minus cool. three and a half. Give us your thoughts. Oh, so I mean, we, uh, I talked about it. I texted in the group chat earlier about the Cowboys, and it was, it was the exact same situation. Up 16-0 after the first quarter, you're feeling great. I mean, but hey, you, if you get complacent, if you just stop playing football, this team, these guys get paid too. They can come back. They will get. They will come back. They will score some points. Um, unlike the Giants tonight, who are getting beat 40 to zero currently, um, which is embarrassing on on, a, on Daniel Jones' half um, and the entire coaching staff's half. Half. But um, the Eagles, they got complacent. They let the Patriots back in. Or the Patriots st- started to stifle them and, and, and frustrate Jalen Hurts and that Eagles in a down in a down pour all day long in Foxborough. I mean, that's a, that was a, a classic Bill Belichick game that he didn't win. 
So, I mean, you got to ask. You, you, you got to wonder how fast is that fastball coming down the plate from Bill Belichick nowadays. Uh, oh, that's a – you think we might be getting ready to see the passing of the torch in the NFL as well? That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's like – I mean, you could ask the same question about Greg Popovich. It's like he's there because he's getting so much goddamn money. He's not – He's. Not, I don't think he's the – like, I think there's better people out there. It's like Andy Reid is a better not, coach right yeah, now. They're just not at than those Bill places. Yeah, I would agree that that torch has probably been passed to Andy Reid. Uh, okay, sure. so talking about this game though, Kendrick Bourne with two touchdowns. Uh, obviously, Juju Smith-Schuster is not the wide receiver one for New England. Obviously, him and Mac Jones, McCorkle, do not have the chemistry as a lot of people thought they would. Well. Yes, uh, Ezekiel yes. Elliott outrush Ramondre Stevenson. He has chemistry with Jacoby Myers. I'll tell you that. Jesus Christ, he was throwing to him every play. Well, Jacoby Myers is in Las Vegas, so I think he was throwing to Kendrick Bourne. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was Kendrick Bourne. Oh, that was Kendrick. I'm thinking, but uh, yeah, he threw. A, yeah, you're right. Eleven targets. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. I mean, he threw. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Ramond- and Ramondre was getting in the reception work. Ramondre, 12 carries, 25 yards. Zeke, 7 carries, 29 yards. Ramondre, 6 receptions, 64 yards. So, you know, Ramondre still getting the majority of the work, but Zeke, you know, there's still a little bit of it. And then yeah. on the Eagles side, Kenneth Gainwell, 14 carries. DeAndre Swift, Boston Scott, one each. Shocking, yeah. huh? DeAndre Swift to me. not utilized at all. At all. What's the point of signing? Well, I mean, was that game plan? I mean, I mean, it, he, I mean had, it had he had two targets. <clears throat> yeah, one for zero yards. <sighs> I mean, it's just, and if Gainwell it, had four targets, people were drafting. People were drafting DeAndre Swift in the fifth round of fantasy football. Don't want to put too much on tape. That's supposed to be a starter. Get a win. Get out. It's week one. It's fucking raining. Let's say it. let's get a win and get out of there. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not worried. It's week one. I'm not worried. It's raining so heavy. Why did they have Mac Jones throw the ball 54 times? (laughs) I am shocked at that. That is ridiculous. (laughs) What are we doing? They're trying. They're trying to get comfortable. They're trying oh to get comfortable in the pocket. God. You gotta get that confidence level up week one, you know. You don't want the four uh, times uh, for Matt you Jones. Them, you don't want them look, lurking around trying to find Bailey Zappi. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, so that was pretty much all I have there. The Eagles offensive line still looks really good. I think yep. Galler is pretty much right. This is a game you just go out and win and take care of and move to the next one. Uh, I'll go to my pick. Uh, I had the Jaguars over the Colts. Good divisional matchup here. Um, it's a good pick. Score ended up being 10 points. Jaguars played really well. Trevor Lawrence coming out today looking fantastic, honestly. Uh, Trevor, Travis Etienne also looked really good. Kind of put the, all the Tank Bigsby stuff, you know, kind of on the back burner for now. No, I didn't, you know, not too worried about that. Um, Etienne, 18 carry, 77 yards, and a touchdown on the ground. So, the biggest storyline for me of this game was Calvin Ridley with the comeback. He, I mean, it was just amazing to see. He looked like the Calvin Ridley of old. It looked like his cousin probably had some money on this game. It was just a fantastic yeah. showing for him. He's still betting on these games, 100%. He better be. No, no, no. 
Whoa. Well, he better Cousin. not be. But hey, you yeah. better chill, bro. Yeah. <laughs> We're not taking anybody suspended. I mean, I've had him in a dynasty for two years now. Same. Sitting on my bench, essentially, because he could not play. So do not put oh, that I'd, bad I'd, juju I'd, in the air. Not, <laughs> I drafted Calvin as a rookie. So I've had to go through the ups and the downs and, and all of it. I'm getting to see it all from it. Uh, Christian Kirk barely used it all. One reception, nine yards. Not very good. Uh, Zay Jones, five for 55. So good showing for all the guys over in Jacksonville. What do you guys think of Anthony Richardson's performance, first rookie that we're talking about getting his debut? I think he performed he performed okay, but he performed like a rookie. He performed like a rookie that wasn't isn't quite ready for the NFL yet. I think he's going to be. I think he's going to grow into a good NFL player. Um, and and Trevor Lawrence had some advice for him after the game. Told him, "Hey man, watch how many hits you're taking. Like the hits are different in this league compared to college." And I think that's that's great advice for a guy like Anthony Richardson, um, who I think had to miss some some time in this game because of because of a hit. Uh, so um, definitely definitely he's gonna he's, he'll be okay. I think yeah, he like performed Kyler the best. Uh, as far as what? Of the three rookies. rookies. Oh, yeah, I would agree with that, too. Um, and, I mean, honestly, he showed how dynamic he is as a runner during this game, too. He got it in, rushing touchdown. Um, the the pick that he threw was pretty bad, though. Oh, yeah. It was very, um, I wouldn't even say necessarily rookie-like, probably worse. It was bad. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it was not there, good. There it's, was no chance that that guy was going to catch that ball. Matt Jones, yeah, it's very reminiscent <laughs> of another uh, mobile quarterback that I know of. Lamar, uh, somewhere out in the league. But um, <laughs> Michael Pittman getting the wide receiver Dude. one workload is great to see for fantasy football purposes. Yes, no, sir. That thirty-nine yard touchdown run he had was in, that was that was a great great touchdown. Um. I think that Anthony Richardson is getting thrown into a terrible position here with the Colts, though, because of Jim Irsay and Jonathan Taylor's situation. Because now you've got Anthony Richardson as your leading rusher. The next closest is Deion Jackson. 13 carries, 14 yards. Yeah. Yeah, they need Jonathan Taylor, and it, it really showed <laughs> after today. Anthony Richardson with Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor? That would be so fun. Yeah, think of the like the... That'd be pretty solid. The, yeah, all the reads... Play not uh, play action. Well, play action too. But well, yeah, yeah, that'd be, that'd be the Quarterback option. option I was trying to figure yeah. out. Yeah, the option. Not Read the options. Uh, option would be so fun. All right. Well, uh, so those yeah, were our three picks. Like, Tank. Tank also had a fumble today that he recovered himself. So I mean, uh, you know, Doug Peterson, he doesn't like fumbles. Smart coach. Well, old school. That's right. Who are going to next? Bench someone. Uh, let's go ahead. Well, we talked about him, so let's go to the Ravens. Let's go to the Ravens. My, my, they win. My they beat the they beat the Houston Texans. Let's they go. won the game. Uh, the se- the secondary is completely shattered after Week One. So many injuries in the secondary for the Baltimore Ravens. Then J.K. Dobbins, Mister One Leg himself, comes back, ruptures his Achilles first game. The kid, I mean, the guy is just cursed when it comes to injuries. He always gets the bad breaks. Waiting for him to have a full healthy season out for the rest of this one. Not a good thing for the Baltimore Ravens. It puts the rest of the season, the future of the season, in a dark spot for now. We have to hope that Lamar will start playing better when he has the safety blanket, Mark Andrews, and we can start turning things around. 
Yeah. And, and it's a good thing to have to say all that after a lot or after a win. Yeah, so, someone in a 12-team, like, PPR right now is, is going crazy because uh, fucking, what's his name, Justice Hill scored two touchdowns today. Well, that's a good point to make. Justice Hill on the waiver wires, if you had J.K. Dobbins, you need to be targeting Justice Hill because Baltimore Ravens, as much as they're, as much as the, it was a more, it was a more fast-paced offense that Greg Roman, or not Greg Roman, that uh, Monken put in place. It, they were more upbeat. It was faster tempo, but they still ran the football. I'm the real Ravens fan here. Josh doesn't know the OC. That is true. <laughs> uh, C.J. Stroud, his rookie debut, 28 for 44, 242 yards, no touchdowns, but also no interceptions. Rashad yeah, played Bateman. Lamar. Yeah, I did. Rashad Bateman today. I had so I have him on my fantasy team. Should I should I not have him on my fantasy team? You should have had Zay Flowers. That's Pro true. tip. Pro tip. <laughs> That's retrospect. <laughs> did Did you see uh, OBJ do the Ray Lewis dance when he came out of the tunnel today? Yeah, it's not, it's yeah, and then turned around good. and had uh, one reception in each half. It's good. <laughs> Stay, Love it. OBJ, Love it for stay, him. <laughs> stay healthy until the playoffs, please, God. I have, yeah, I have no a kidding. bet. Win the Super Bowl. And please get an actual be quarterback. Uh, only other thing I have from this game is Nico Collins, six receptions, 80 yards. Uh, I'm actually a big Nico Collins fan. I think that he's got a spot in the league as like a wide receiver two or three or four. But uh, seeing him come out as a wide receiver one is uh, <laughs> he can make the <laughs> roster. <laughs> He can make the roster. I guess he's an NFL player. I saw him today playing yeah. NFL football, so I guess he's pretty good. Uh, see, so uh, give me an honest opinion on CJ Stroud, though, because I, did I didn't really watch any of this game. on. I didn't quite see him on the red zone a lot, because, especially CJ Stroud, because he had, only had three field goals. Um, so tell me, tell me y'all's opinion on CJ Stroud. Is he, will, is he going to be a good NFL quarterback? I think he'll be fine if he can get protected. Okay. Yeah, I think that's the big thing. I mean, he. Is, but I mean, once again, it's week one, and he's getting he's getting put up against Baltimore's defense. The Ravens have a True. really good defense. I mean, the secondary did get banged up, but it was throughout the game, and it's still a good defense. So that's you're true. putting you're putting him in a very tough spot week one. So I don't know that it's fair for me to make a decision yet. I'll probably wait uh, another couple weeks to see what he looks like when he gets his bearings under him. Um, today, I mean, he looked rattled a lot. He didn't throw any interceptions, which was good. He could have a couple of times, but he decided to keep the ball. He threw one out of bounds. That was just kind of, I mean, it was more of a smart play. But threw the ball 44 times. I kind of expected the 53 times like McCorkle had since they were losing uh, for the game. But, you know, here we Still are. a ton for your for NFL debut throwing the ball 44 times. He also had a fumble, too. And not putting one in the end zone? That's tough. Mm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's tough. It's hard to do. It's hard to do. Right. It's kind of I mean, tough. I mean, it's, it's uh, it was easy. Everyone would do. be doing it, I guess. <laughs> All, All right, right. Let's, let's go, go to a. Uh, let's go to the Panthers and Falcons. I like it. I like so. This game. I, this is Bijan. The 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 headline from Twitter for X was Holy Bijan. B. John Robinson's coming out game in, in the NFL in week one. Everyone who drafted him 
as high as they did and in every fantasy football league as I mean I mean the same thing with the Falcons and they took him at eight and you know that's probably right around where you went in your, in your fantasy league everyone is thinking the stars they did thinking thinking God he's not you know Kyle Pitts 2.0 and just a, kind of a bust here at, the, at that position fantastic show from him today yeah, so I think, um, and as time goes on, I give it to like week three or four, he'll end up being the primary back in that backfield. Um, he got out carried today by five, but then he also had six targets receiving. So um, I just think those numbers are going to go up. And, I mean, the touchdown that he did have was pretty solid. Pretty solid. So. Yeah, I mean, it was fan- it was a great way to watch him rip that reception, uh, break the guy's ankles in this power it in. Uh, I'm not going to say that I'm concerned about the workload split with Algier, but I do think that this is not going to be a 90-10 backfield. I think it's going to be somewhere closer to a 70-30 even towards the end of the year. I think that uh, Algier has done enough very good work and Patterson's going to be hurt in and out. So, But I think that is why it kind of worked out the way is because Patterson didn't play today. But I think that Algier and Patterson are still going to count for about you know, 30, 35% of the workload here in the backfield. But I think all three of these yeah. guys are going to be good, and they're going to run the ball, and they're going to get them involved. The, the other thing that's, that was crazy about this game is Atlanta's not going to do this to most teams. I mean, they're not going to win the game 24-10 to 10 and have the opportunity to just kind of play that smash mouth while they're ahead. The Carolina Panthers are a bad football team. So that's the one of the things I'm kind of though- watching. The other thing is, is the Falcons like to run even when they're behind. Mm-hmm. I know, and that's a problem. <laughs> Especially for Kyle Pitts well. owners, like myself. True. And and Drake London owners. Drake London, zero catches today. I mean, that's a terrible zone. Yeah. He's supposed to be he an up-and-coming wide receiver. He's supposed to be one of the, like, really good wide receivers coming up. And he had, I mean, nothing going to him. So, yeah, Matt Collins is their number one. We've got a lot of questions about the Atlanta offense. Not good. Uh, Miles Sanders also looking like a workhorse running back over on the Carolina side. I, I don't have the stat in front of me. Yeah, I uh, mean, I think it was 17 carries. 18. Yep. We're, we're, we're talking about this game like it wasn't close. I mean, it was 10 to 10 going into the into the fourth quarter. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, and that's when, you know, that's when they got to add on some of that at the end. I mean, you get up. Another score there, then another score. I mean, you're, then you're good. Yeah, I mean, kind of neither Bryce one of these teams are great, is my point. Like the, the Falcons aren't going to be beating teams by double-digit touchdowns week in and week out. Well, Bryce Young had, I mean, he obviously had the opportunity to step up in that moment and win a fourth quarter, and he didn't. So, I mean, so, so what do you all think about that? I think he had the worst performance of all three rookies. Uh, one of those interceptions was really bad, like Anthony Richardson kind of bad. The other one wasn't as bad, but uh, he just made a lot of bad decisions with the football. I was not thoroughly impressed by Bryce Young. Thielen, but, the, Thielen two targets. Bro, if I'm Bryce Young, I, I'm targeting Adam Thielen 12 times today. Dude, Adam Thielen's so old, his body would break if he got more than four. <laughs> I, I'm going to break him. Bro, him and Hayden like, Hurst. Hayden Hurst OBJ, would have had 42 targets today. OBJ was doing was dancing out of the out of the tunnel. Adam Thielen walked out with a cane, brother. Like, this dude is old. I don't I don't know six of these guys he threw to today. What do you mean? Who who don't you know? Who did you not know? Terrence Marshall Jr. 
Dude, Terrence Marshall been on the Panthers he's, for a while. He's a, yeah. he's, a, he's been he's one of the uh, high-profile receivers for the Panthers. He's not great, but he, you know, he's been a reliable <laughs> option here. Jonathan oh, Mingo's a rookie. That's why I probably why you don't recognize that name. Miles Sanders getting in, like I said, a ton of work. Uh, yeah, almost a hundred all-purpose yards, and he had four catches on top of a great fantasy day for all the people who decided to invest in Miles Sanders. And I think that he's going to continue to get plugged in. Chuba Hubbard, nine carries, okay, sixty so yards. Bryce Young is a bust. Is what y'all are saying? Week mm, one, well, yeah. Atlanta's not a good team, <laughs> and they have a very right. bad defense. Sign it off. <laughs> Atlanta's probably better than you think, though. Yeah, I do. I, I do too. I think I they're. Think, be- I think I th- they're better than what a lot of people think. Me too, I, bro. Their head coach is the son of the owner of FedEx. That means nothing to me. Like, man, bro, this guy could be uh, in, could be in Baja right now with his feet kicked up with a co- with a cocktail, doing God knows what. Instead, he's coaching an NFL football team. That means a lot to me. Do do the Atlanta Falcons play the the Miami Dolphins this year? Do either one of y'all know that? That's a, uh, a random-ass question. Well, I've we got a see. point. Hold on. I've got a, I've got a, I've got a point <laughs> no, to make. No, they do not. Well, that's good no, for the not. Dolphins because the Dolphins cannot stop the run. Uh, and the Atlanta Falcons that's would true. run the ball right over them because that's all that they do. We talked about McCorkle at 53. Desmond Ritter only had 18 attempts. But it was a great segue into this uh, Chargers-Dolphins <laughs> game to talk about how the Chargers... It was, it was a random-ass question. <laughs> It was a uh, it, the Chargers ran the ball all over Miami today. I mean, I think it was 234 rushing yards. Yeah, Ed, I mean, just yeah. insane. Austin Eckler, shout out Austin Eckler. I mean, just a As an week owner. in, a week out, RB one. I mean, RB one for sure. Oh, and then I mean, Josh Kelly, 91 yards as well. I mean, they they made that, and a touchdown. I mean, they made the team made the claim that they didn't want Eckler doing as much work because they wanted to keep him healthy for the duration of the season. And if Josh Kelly can put up numbers like that week in and week out. I mean, they split a, 16 and 16. That's a perfect committee. I mean, and yeah, had Talking about catches. that game, you want to know what I will say? Tyreek Hill's on pace for 3,600 yards. Tyreek Hill's <laughs> making a case for the MVP. Bro, it was, it was, this was a shootout, a back-and-forth game the entire time. I mean, it, it was kind of, I guess, kind of a comeback from the from – the, mm-hmm. Uh, Dolphins, but not really. I, I, I kind of, I, honestly, uh, I, I wanted to get into this later, but we can get into it now. I'm a, a huge nap guy, especially on Sundays. I love to get a good nap, you know, 45 minute, one hour. So I don't do that at this time of day. I'll never, <laughs> uh, uh, like, I, I'm good 45 minutes to an hour, get a good nap in in the first half of the, of the three o'clock games. And that's what I did. So I, I, I woke up to them saying, you know, this is this is a comeback from the Dolphins, and I watched them win win the game. Um, I, I did, was it a comeback though? No, it was just uh, back and forth. I mean, I they mean, were just no, trading. Yeah. They were just trading leads. That's what I'm. That's what I'm seeing here. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'll fuck up on that on that announcer's half. But a really fun game. Tua Tungavaloa over damn near 500 yards. I mean, uh, almost breaking Dolphins records of uh, like you said, Tyreek Hill. 211 yards and 11 catches, or whatever it is. Jalen Waddle also had a steady game. I mean, with along with a guy who had 211 yards. I mean, it's insane what the Dolphins are capable of. We saw it in the second half, honestly, the whole game to be honest, but especially the second half. Um, I really like the Dolphins, but the Chargers also. I mean, not not a, a 
not many teams are, would have won this game against the Chargers. Uh, to a fourth all-time passing uh, yards in an opening day. No, so there's no. a fun stat. No, just in the NFL. Just all-time. 466 opening day, wow. that was the... Uh, yeah, so that's a cool stat for him. I mean, he was airing the ball out. You don't have to do too much when you've got Tyreek Hill on your team. When we talked about this, Keller and I did last year, and Griffin and I did before he was on the podcast, this is one of the, if not the most talented wide receiver duo in the league. So you're going to have that with these two speedy guys. I mean, he's got a ton of options. Devin Akane and uh, Jeff Wilson weren't even in the game. So, you know, you had Raheem Mostert, 10 carries. They didn't even run the ball that much. To be honest, they didn't have to with everything that was working through the air. The Chargers couldn't they, The Chargers couldn't pass rush to save their lives, and the Dolphins could not stop the run. So that's the secret to success for both of those teams. If you're playing either one of these teams, that's what you do. You throw the ball on the Chargers, and you run it on the Dolphins. And if you do that, you'll be just fine. The over cash in this game as well, by the way. Over was at 51 and a half. That's something to monitor for betting lines as well. I mean, you see the betting lines like rushing rushing yards allowed for this team, and I mean, always always hit the over for the team playing the Dolphins if they if they've got one or or you know especially two good running backs. Um, but uh, there's something about the Dolphins are if I mean so I mean are we believing in two? Uh, uh, that's one question. Are we believing in Tua after week one? The second question is legitimately. I mean, is this a plan from Tyreek Hill to get two thousand yards? Uh, answer to the first question is: I mean, we all had him as a top ten quarterback. So, I mean, going into the going into the year. So, yeah, I think that we're bought in on Tua. Mm-hmm. As long as he can stay healthy and they can protect him, I think he's going to be just fine. I mean, I'm not. I don't think that Tua is going to go, you know, win a Super Bowl MVP. No, but I, I mean, no. I, we're we're a two and on we're, we're a two non podcast now. <laughs> we're we're all bought in now. Perfect. Well. Some are higher than others. Kyle got the clip he needed. (laughs) (laughs) I will say with the weapons that Tua has, with the weapons Tua has, Kyle, you could probably throw for a couple hundred yards in the NFL. Honestly. True. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? You tried to get me to to line up early. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. I think you weigh as I mean honestly I think you weigh as I said this, I said this in the message I think you weigh as much as Tony Pollard and I think that's accurate how much do you weigh if you don't mind me asking uh, let me look up Tony Pollard's weight I am less than Tony Pollard okay Tony Pollard is 209 pounds and I am 204 pounds <laughs> oh you're you're Same dinner thing. and breakfast away from and a non-dump away from weighing the same amount as Tony Pollard. <laughs> non-dump. <laughs> yeah, dude. Tony Pollard is a goal line back, though. We we watched him score from the twice from the one one. He scored one from the one yard line and one from the two yard line. What kind? Of, what more of a goal line back do you need, Keller? Put me. So in, let's coach. get it right into that game. Dak Prescott, 143 yards on the day. Uh, the, the defense and special teams carried this. Carried this. I mean, the Giants. I don't think they showed up. I don't think they've quite even made it to the stadium yet. To be honest, it's unfair that they started the game before they got there. Uh, just a complete, utter blowout from the Cowboys, 40 to zero. So this game makes football. yeah. This game makes Daniel Jones look a lot worse than he really is. The Dallas defense put pressure on him literally all game long. 
I mean, he. There, I mean, there was a stat in the at the end of the third quarter. The average time that Daniel Jones had to throw the ball before he was pressured was two point one seconds. That is insane. That is a weak offensive line against a very good pass rush. I mean, there, you just have no block. Saquon could get anything going. The defense was just swarming, and they were just continuing to manhandle the offensive line of the Giants all night long. Yeah, I don't think it made him look that much worse than he actually is. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, he's pretty bad. Yeah, I but, don't think he's uh, I mean, at all. Yeah, I mean he doesn't the, have I mean, the, the time to kill and Jalen like Waddle. It is. I, th- I think. I think it made it made uh, their quarter Saquon look a lot worse than he than he actually is. I, I just don't yeah. get the. So I, just I mean, don't I think it'd be Daniel more Jones that hate. than Daniel Jones. Who's he throwing the ball to, boys? I mean, quarterback. You guys are acting like he's supposed to go out here with a ton of weapons with no offensive line that Swiss cheese. <laughs> Josh, they literally have training wheels on their offensive schemes. This man because is of running Daniel for Jones. his life every play. This man is running for his life. Not every single game, not for his whole career. Yes, in He's the just 20, not that in good. The, in the 2023 season, in this, in this yes, every, okay, but that every game, I get that. <laughs> well, he's only played one, but yes, <laughs> the thing is, dude, he literally. Through for a hundred yards. Yeah, you would throw hundred yards. yards if Micah Parsons was in your face every play. What do you I'd throw hundred and five. No one that's going to catch the ball. I'd throw hundred and five. You're not because you're short. Is Darren those Waller? Guys are blocking. Those guys are Darren blocking Waller. every throw, and he caught it three times. Yeah. Dude. Daniel, dude, I mean, this is Sunday night football, this, Josh. I mean, I. No, I think you're kind of being unrealistic on this one. This is Sunday Night Football. Daniel Jones has to show up, make this a competitive game against you the Cowboys. And he just and Yeah, he you just, can't get shut out. You can't get shut zero? out. Well, the shutout was not uh-huh. his fault. Bro, they just paid him a ton of money. The, the, the they just paid him a ton of money. And you the can't get shut one. out. Greg, I mean, Grant Cano missed two field goals. Josh, put this into perspective. They Nine, paid ten. him and not Saquon this offseason. Imagine. I get it. Imagine. He's not a running back. We you talk, can't you, do you're it. The, you're the biggest proponent of not paying <laughs> he, running he back. Might as well, he might as well be. He might as yeah, well be. He had half, almost all the yards on the ground. He was definitely he better running today I mean, the Ravens passing. paid the running back. I mean, Saquon did have more rushing guards than Daniel Jones did on the ground, so I don't know what your point was there. I know, but Daniel Jones, <laughs> what I'm saying is Daniel Jones almost had as much rushing yards as he did passing yards. Yeah, I mean. It's 50 I yards. Guess. Different. He is, 60, he is a running 60, back. 60. He is a running 60, back. 60. It's not 60. I'm just saying that it was 60. It's, it's not it. 60. 59. Yeah, that's not 60. Not fifty. It's way closer to sixty. <laughs> I'm let's just talk saying, about. Let's that, talk about. I know this was not a great game by Daniel Jones, but no, my whole Daniel point Jones on this is was your guy. This, this, I do like Daniel Jones, and I think he's a lot better than what it should tonight. But I am also, and when I, and I've preached this all, all, the, all year, all, all season. This Dallas defense is very good. It is a very Dude. good defense. So when you have a weak offensive line like the Giants do. It is very tough, and you have no playmakers to catch the football. It makes things very tough. That's my point. Do I think, do I think days will get better for Daniel Jones? 
Yes, I did. I also one other. You thing had about Daniel this game, Jones <laughs> as the 18th best quarterback, and I think that's too high. Going into the going into the year, yeah. Uh, but the other thing I'll say about this game is it makes me feel really scary about my Micah Parsons defensive player of the year pick because this defense as a whole is so damn good. I think that uh, it's going to be tough for him to make all the plays. This defense yeah. is, is too good of a unit for him to get the trophy. And the thing is, is he's going to get a lot of the attention and with the rest of the people on, in the defense. like the, I mean, you can't sing like solo coverage everybody. And uh, expect them to not get sacks. So, all right, let's go to yeah, a new some, game. As, oh. And as some, I was gonna, just going to add on to that, and we can uh, have a game. We're going to move right on to. And speaking of that, uh, you you can't just move on. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, you, you can't ignore. I mean, obviously, you just talked about it. the Giants don't have absolutely anyone to throw the ball to. Right? Is, isn't that what you just said? That is, bro. That is what he said. So, so at some point, good. So, so at some point, they will face teams who do have someone to throw the ball to, someone like a DeAndre Hopkins on the Tennessee Titans, who did lose today 15-16. to 16 and, and what, I mean, is that a score, Gami? If it's not, it should be. Uh, what, do you, what, would you guys, what did you guys think about Derek Carr making his, I mean, making his new home his home? 305 yards, one touchdown, one interception, the perfect Derek Carr game in a 15-16 win. Bro, I just don't think that Ryan Tannehill has these has people to throw the ball to either. A thirty two year old DeAndre Hopkins isn't like <laughs> top tier person to throw the ball to. I mean, that's why this team rushes the ball as much as they do. They don't have playmakers catching the ball. No, they rush the ball because they have Derrick Henry. I thought Burks was. If you had Derrick Henry, you would. He is, but he has asthma, man. And he's been hurt pretty bad. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> He has been very hurt uh, through his two years. <laughs> God damn, um, bro. Well, I, I will it say kudos to the Saints for winning this game. Bro, <laughs> if you said that in a bar, bro, that, that would be crazy. Whoa. That was an insane cop-out for him. <laughs> hey, can, Dude, he, can, he had to sit out. He had a rest at training camp last year because of his asthma did. acting up. He did. I think he set out a game. Bro, but Chad, <laughs> bro, kudos to him for making it to the NFL Chill. with asthma. Well, could you imagine how, how many camps, like, he had to be like, hey, give me a second, I got asthma, and just sat on the sideline. And then, like, when he got back on the field, they're like, well, this kid's got asthma, write him off. And then when he got back on the field, like, they're like, holy shit, like, we got to draft this kid. Because he wasn't tired. He wasn't running any of the drills. See, his fresh body. He might be faking it. <laughs> Uh, Ryan Tannehill, three just interceptions. Yeah, just, yeah. yeah, let's talk about it. How how long is Tannehill the quarterback before they move on to Levis? Well, uh, Levis is number three. Yeah. Uh, you think they're going to Willis? Yeah. No, they they Next. will. They they said they will. You think? So? I, all right, that's fair. That's yeah, crazy gonna, to me, but that's fair. I, I don't think they talk about Willis running gonna, backs. I don't think he's going <laughs> to do any better. And I think, however. <laughs> However many games Tannehill lasts would be as many games as Willis would last before then they moved on to Will Levis. So I don't think that they have the capable quarterback here that they want. But, I mean, you know, the Saints yeah, played I mean, pretty good defense. Willis was really bad last year. Very bad. But so was Desmond Hurd. I think they're so, going to take – You know yeah, what? I think they're – 
Well, Desmond replaced for the Falcons. But uh, I think they're going to take a completely run approach with Will, uh, uh, whoever they're fucking. Derrick Henry? Uh, who, no, who's their back? Malik Willis, Ryan Tannehill. Who are you talking about? Malik Willis. Malik Willis. Well, you, you confused me with, you confused me with when you said Ritter. <laughs> Willis, yeah, is going, Malik Willis, Willis is really bad, Hitter but Desmond Ritter got better. Yeah, they're going to take a completely run approach. They're going to bench Tannehill in week three. They're going to lose next week again, and they're going to bench him. You heard it here first. <laughs> but, but, you know, that's Kyler's lock of the week. Uh, <laughs> Kyler, what did you think of Derek Carr's uh, debut? Uh, it was a Derek Carr experience. He threw for a pick. I mean, it, Josh, he won 16 to 15. When was the last time you saw that score? I mean, that's a that's exactly what Derek Carr is going to give you. This team is going to win six games, uh, maybe seven. Michael Th- Michael Thomas back with five receptions, right. 61 yards. Chris Olave oh, clearly the favorite. Today. Dude, I saw one of those little slant routes and it looked pretty good. Chris Olave uh, is a guy, huh? Christopher is a guy. Eight receptions, 112 yards. He is everything that I thought in the offseason. That's why I draft, put so much draft stock into him. Christopher Olave is a, a going to be a lethal weapon for this team. Yeah. Now, this is a team you could say a quarterback has people to throw to. Yeah, they had a quarterback. Taysom Hill? Put Taysom Hill back in there. Let's, 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 just, let's try it one more time, I think. He had three rushes for four yards. It was Derek Carr. Stop it. All right, so uh, speaking of rushing quarterbacks, uh, Justin Fields. Justin Fields and the Bears. No, gone. They hosted the Packers in uh, uh, what I would call a coming out party for Mr. Jordan Love. I mean, he showed up, he showed out, 245 yards and three TDs, no picks. What make you of the new face of the Green Bay Packers. I mean, potentially, I mean, there was Brett Favre, there was Aaron Rodgers, and now there's Jordan Love. Both guys waited four years before they got their start. Jordan Love, I've been holding on to him in a dynasty league for four years, just waiting for the moment. And I think that this kind of comes down to the Packers just own the Bears in general. And so it's, you know, it's just slated to happen. But Jordan Love coming out, I love seeing it. Three touchdowns. Looked comfortable in the pocket. Looks very relaxed, very poised. And I think this goes a lot to even the Pat Mahomes experience of this is the good things that happen when you have the ability to sit your quarterback and let them learn under a veteran for one, two, three, in his case, four years. I think it gives them a lot better of an opportunity to come in and make an impact rather than getting thrown to the wolves week one of a rookie year. Kyler, we got to write that down. Uh, He said Jordan loves Patrick Mahomes. Oh, I, I, I was. Oh. <laughs> so, what exactly did you say about him, this Patrick man. Mahomes? This man is. He said he is Patrick Mahomes. Bro, it's all right. the. It, it, it's all these quarterbacks who get thrown in week it's, one of their rookie year versus guys who get the opportunity to sit behind veterans and learn. That's what Pat Mahomes did behind Alex Smith. Alex Smith was the most. Yep. He had he led the league in the fewest turnovers. Yep. That year, and Pat Mahomes got to learn from Alex right, Smith. Josh. Thank you. That's yeah. what I appreciate to yeah, hear. Yeah, no, I wrote it down. We have it. We have it. <laughs> good deal. No, Aaron uh, Jones looked good too, though. Aaron Jones is like thirty-one. Does. I don't know why they still just running him to death. Give the ball to AJ Dillon and let's move on. Dude, Aaron Jones had a day. Yeah, I know. Keep giving it to him. Two recep- two receptions, eighty-six yards as well. 
Keep giving it to him. carries, 41 yards. I mean, he, he did Love have it. a day. Obviously, Jordan Love's favorite target. That's A.J. Dillon averaged 1.5 yards a carry. You can't keep giving it to him. What are you talking about, Josh? Fucking stupid. He's a big guy. Give him the ball. Bro, that's Aaron a, Jones is about to. You're talking about being a head coach and calling plays. Bro, I said I was a QB Jones, coach. This is, this is a, he's a QB coach. This is out of his realm. Bro, you're an assistant scout. <laughs> Bro, you're on special teams. You need to get team. out to Missouri. You're on, you're you need to get out to Missouri. <laughs> bro, but I'm, a, but I'm a head special teams. I'm not, not even one of the Missouri scouting players. Uh, God, yeah, it is. Uh, Jaden Reed got, uh, got some he, action he knows because punters, of Christian. Okay. Christian Watson was out due to injury, so uh, Jaden Reed got in, got some receptions. I kind of think that some of those targets from Aaron Jones are going to go to Christian Watson when he comes back. Romeo Dobbs got the touchdown. It was a preseason darling for everyone, uh, for all the fantasy people out there. So it was a good win for the Packers. I mean, this was a good weekend for the Lafleurs um, overall. And then it was a bad day for Justin Fields and the Bears. Not a good look for – I mean, you, you guys had him as quarterback four and five, I think, or something <sighs> something stupid high. So let me hear the defense no, of seven, Justin Fields. Seven, which is where he finished last year. So let me hear the defense after that's week where he one. Last year. So we're I mean, good. No, I'm not, I don't have he any. He played um, bad. He played he bad. Lost fumble. Wasn't good. Less than 300 all-purpose yards. I mean, it, it wasn't pick. his best showing. Um, he did throw an interception. He did throw a pick. Uh, so he also almost had 300 all-purpose yards, so that's fine. Less than 300, though. Only up from here. Yeah, just less than. Yeah. We're fine. Okay, so we're, so we're, we're not fine. worried about Justin Fields and the Bears. We're I'm feeling good. Worried. Okay, yeah, absolutely worried. Okay, good. Okay, I, more I, about the Bears right. than Justin Fields. I still think he's going to run the ball a lot, which is perfect for fantasy. So, I'm trying to speak into the universe here, Josh. I was surprised that DJ Moore only had two receptions for 25 yards. Same. Uh, I thought he would be more involved, but that's kind of the DJ Moore experience. It seemed like maybe it wasn't a fluke in Carolina. Maybe this is just how DJ Moore plays, which is kind of frustrating because he'll probably still end up with a thousand yards on the season. Bro, so which team this year has a kicker that has never that didn't play in college? Man, you talk about random stats, man. Excuse me? I don't know. What? Have y'all have y'all ever heard of that? A kicker. No. Didn't play college. I bet Google has. Oh, I just put NFL <laughs> kicker, no college. UFC star kicker. Well, they, they, Day Day LaHaye. I don't know his fucking name. Meet Josh Gable. That was back in 2018. I'm going to go with uh, De La Haye. Played football for Port St. Louis in 2015. No, I don't know. That's UCF, not UFC. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Okay, never mind. Which, which game should we talk about next? I'll find it. We'll, bring, we'll talk about it next. So this guy, but I'll talk about it. So And Griff, I think you'll be able to add to this. Y'all, y'all will see this probably tomorrow. <coughs> the people listening will know what I'm talking about because it was all over the red zone all day. Um, so this guy, he had he didn't kick in college. He played um, soccer at Notre Dame, I think. Went and played at Burnley or went and played, I think, maybe. No, no, I think he went and played the USFL for a year. But I think he played at Burnley for a while after college. I don't know. Something like that. Didn't play college football. Um, 
what played in the NFL today. It, was it the 49ers? I don't know. Uh, it was one of those teams. What do you think about that? Um, I mean, can he get it? Did happen? he, did he yes, make it? Yeah, uh, yeah uh, I missed the first one today. Then I don't, like I think you recovered. Let's get a kicker there. who can make it. Yeah. <laughs> you got one job make the kick. Bro, uh, I think oh, it, it's, uh, uh, it's the Cowboys kicker. Is that right? Maybe. I feel like this is made up. He's a 28-year-old rookie. Yes, no, no, he's right. He's right. He didn't start playing the sport until two years ago when he joined the USFL. Dude, it was just crazy because they used him to replace Brett Meyer, who missed all those field goals in the postseason. Yeah. Why are you so going to replace him with a guy who's not been a kicker? He played professional soccer for Toronto FC. What's the tie to him and exactly Jerry Jones? I what I'm going to do. I'm going to get a guy who doesn't play football Dude. to kick the ball. We're going to be fine. He likes those USFL players because uh, that Turpin guy that does their kick returns, I think he's from the USFL too. He was like the so. USFL uh, uh, MVP or something like that. I, I'm glad that I'm glad that random tangent ha- had an outcome that I was correct on once again. Yeah, no, you definitely um, were. It's the Cowboys kicker. Uh, what games have we not talked about? Let's talk so about the, the game I kind of want to talk Steelers. about. Oh, okay, go ahead, Griff. No, that's fine. We can talk about that. <laughs> okay, this one. This one was, <laughs> to be fair, on my side, I was talking before Griffin. So, that's my yeah, lag in. Uh, okay, All yeah, right. 49ers uh, beat the Steelers 30-7. to uh, Clearly, Brock Purdy is the real deal. Coming out winning the opener, 220 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Dude. That second touchdown to Ayuk in the right corner, the right front oh, corner yeah. of the end zone, that was such a dime that he put it right on the money that only Ayuk could catch, and Ayuk, of course, did. And shout out to if you started Ayuk today. I did. Gonna, I'm, I don't know who I'm playing in the league, but I'm definitely going to fucking beat them. Uh, the 49ers, and Skip Bayless tweeted this today, said if the Super Bowl was today, uh, you know, the 49ers would easily win it, which – is a stupid tweet, and uh, I think PFT tweet quoted and said it would suck if the Super Bowl was today, uh, which is a fact as well. Um, but well, I think the 49ers were dominant today, they show, and they showed that they probably are the best team in the NFL right now. Which is crazy because I saw on, I was listening to ESPN Radio on my way to my room this morning, and one of their like main sports betting girls was on the radio show, and she said, my number one play of the day, if you guys are following my, my anything that we do, it is the Steelers plus two. This is a new offense. You can't trust Brock Purdy. We don't know what Christian McCaffrey is going to do this year. We're all in on the Steelers and Mike Tomlin. And I said, well, I just don't think that that plus two is a very good play. I think that's going to be a bad idea. And uh, it was. The Steelers did not look good. Kenny, two gloves, looked very bad at football today. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk looked really good at football. I thought yeah. I thought Kenny looked I mean I thought Kenny looked uh, harassed by a very good San Francisco defense. Oh, um, so I when I say when I say a player gets harassed by defense, you guys are on my throat. But when Kenny Two Gloves throws for two no. interceptions and has a terrible one game, of them didn't get gloves. shut out. Yeah, one oh, of them had a touchdown and over 200 passing yards. Jesus, here we go. 
Bro, and he, bro, he, he shared the ball around. I mean, all of these receivers. And here's a shocker. Allen Robinson plays for the fucking Steelers. I didn't know that until about, <laughs> until about 12, 15 today. I noticed that pretty early. Uh, Deontay Johnson, it's nice to see. I mean, him and George Pickens. George Pickens, I mean, you know, we, we'd, like to see, we'd like to see some more targets out of him. But Deontay Johnson, Because you can't create separation. Yeah, you're, you might be right about that, Josh. But Deontay Johnson, I think, is going to be one of the guys that he throws a lot of balls to this season. I like Kenny Two Gloves a lot. Yeah, hopefully, if he can stay healthy. I think he went out with the hamstring today. <clears throat> I'm not big on Kenny Two Gloves. But 49ers defense is very good. Like we say this every year, 49ers is probably the – they probably have the most complete roster in the NFL. Yeah. Did you guys see Sam Darnold had uh, two carries? Oh, I did, I did see not. That. Well, he <laughs> went negative two yards. <laughs> <laughs> was it a kneel down? What was he doing out there? <laughs> I have no idea. Let him come in for victory formation. Yeah. All right, Griffin, what game did you want to talk about? Um, well, it didn't even happen today, but I feel like we need to Fuck. talk about it. We're, st- we're still recapping. Oh, oh, Thursday night. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, the Thursday night huh. game. Uh, shit was ridiculous. Well, let's, let's hear it. Kadarius Tony has bricks for hands. That's what happened. The the, you know, the Lions did play good. I think overall, I mean, the Chiefs didn't have Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey, but I do think they should have still won that game. Kadarius Tony played probably the worst game of football in his life, and literally, I mean, what the wide receivers could not catch a ball in the second half. This is I mean, that's what it boiled down to. What was crazy about that game to me was Scott Moore ran like 93% of routes on offense, and he had like two receptions. He, no, he didn't catch a ball. He didn't catch a pass. He, he didn't catch ran, a ball, no. He didn't catch a ball, and he ran 93% of the routes. That is mind-blowing. Yeah, he had three targets and didn't catch any of them. I mean, it's the Chiefs did not want to beat the Lions. It was, ob- it was obvious. They did not want yeah, to win this game. Clearly. And... The, the other thing that can't happen is Patrick Mahomes cannot be the leading rusher. That yeah. is not good. That's scary. That's a problem. <laughs> That's a which, problem. <laughs> which I did hear this on another podcast uh, going into that Thursday night game that he kind of predicted that Pacheco McKinney would struggle on the ground because uh, Detroit has a very good up front defense, and so it's hard to rush. So they kind of thought that those check down passes, little dink and dunks to the running backs were going to work a lot more than Pacheco trying to run up the gut. And McKinnon did have a you know a, a decent game. Uh, he had one reception for ten yards. Yeah, that's I mean, McKinnon com- didn't really com- play. Compared to what he the didn't other get any was. rushes. Oh, I meant Pacheco. Sorry, Pacheco was the, the receiver yeah, that Pacheco got that. Pacheco and uh, Clyde had uh, about twenty-two yards apiece. Here's a question to yeah. really think about, and I think that should really be, I mean, put down in the annals of, of NFL history. I mean, is, is Jared Goff the Patrick Mahomes killer? Stop it. I mean, he did He did end the streak of 5-0 and on hey, opening day. He also has never beaten Jared Goff, so maybe you have a point. I don't know. 2-0. Uh, the other thing that was crazy about this is David Montgomery getting all the work for the line. Jameer Gibbs was Dude, not featured. By week four, by week four, that's going to change. I Jameer know, Gibbs looked so, explosive, dude. I know, He looks so good. That's why it's frustrating yeah. to not see yeah. him out there more than he was. 
I hope so. He look, he did look good in that. Was he that guy that had, yeah. he did he did the half spin right where he did the half yeah. spin and got a couple. Yeah. Of, yeah. Then the next three plays were all like two yard gains by David Montgomery and they punted. Yeah, I, I will Jets say average six yards a carry. He did slip and fall on the turf, or it would have been a touchdown. I mean, he slipped, or I mean, there was no Chiefs players mm-hmm. around him. So, so Griffin, are you worried Doesn't about the Chiefs? Getting more carries? No, not at all. Mm. Hot seat, Andy Reid, maybe. <laughs> yeah, hot. How about the coldest seat in the NFL? Well, how, mm. so my question is, what? I mean, obviously Travis Kelsey coming back is going to help, but. Does Patrick Mahomes Chris need Jones Travis Kelsey? Back too. The de- um, I've, with this receiving core, yeah, it definitely helps. I don't think he needs them. I think they'll figure it out. But, um, I I mean, it definitely is going to help uh, with the receiving in general. Just look at, I mean, look at our receiving core. MVS. Where's he playing? Who's going to, I mean, he's a three, number three. And he's our one. That's an issue. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes, though. Yeah, you don't need the wide receiver ones. You're supposed, you got the best quarterback to ever play the game. Lamar won that is MVP. true. It'll be fun. I'm kind Trust of, I'm me. not going to lie. They'll be okay. I have a little bit of concern. I mean, just because if the receivers don't turn it around, it's tough. I mean, it's tough to win with guys who are not okay, good at football. Okay, so, I mean, it's essentially the same receiving core as last year minus Juju. And Juju caught balls for him last year. I mean, these guys aren't doing it. <laughs> Juju's a two at best. Juju's a two at best. They don't have a the one. Makes him a one. Rasheed Rice is going to be a stud. I did draft. I, I think so as well. He's going to get more work. He's going to get more work. I think. You think uh, Chris Jones no, is coming I mean, back? Chris Jones is going to come back. Yeah. Oh, I thought I thought you were breaking news about that they paid him. All right. No, no, no. I mean, I do think a deal gets done, but I, I mean, got an inside source. At worst, they're going to have him back for the playoffs. If you have Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Chris Jones healthy for the playoffs, they are going to – I mean, I, we'll get into this a little bit later. Okay, all right. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Rams-Seahawks. I mean, the Rams, Matt Stafford, they beat – I mean, I did. I don't know anything about this game whatsoever, to be honest with you. I didn't see one part of it on red zone. I was asleep during most of it. Um what, what happened? Did Matt Stafford just look good and Geno Smith look bad? It was very underwhelming from the Seahawks. Very underwhelming yeah. from the Seahawks. Uh, it was not a good game for them. Cooper Cup didn't even play for the Rams, and the Rams still did this kind of damage. Uh, they had some kind of – They had, you talk about not knowing guys who were catching the ball. They had a receiver catching the ball, <laughs> and I have no idea who that guy is. Uh, Puka Nakua? Yeah, could not tell you where Is that who you're talking about? Yeah, yeah did he go to no OU? idea. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Bro, 10 for 119. Yeah. And then Tutu Otwell. That was the guy. I mean, I knew Tutu, but he yeah, went I've 6 heard for 119. Yep. Uh, I thought Higby was going to get the work, but he didn't. I mean, not that much. Cam Akers, uh, you know, getting the work, just inefficient as hell with it, but getting all yeah. the touches. Bro, Matthew Stafford. Hey, Kyron Williams, though. Matthew Stafford threw the ball 15 times to a guy named Puku. That none of us knew about before this game. How crazy is that? That's that. That's 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 a Sean McVay effect. It is. It's uh, you know they didn't have tape on, so you're gonna give it to the guy with no tape. They didn't know what to expect. Uh, DK but had the Gino touchdown Smith, for the Seahawks. Geno Smith sucks. Are we, are, is that our take? No. 
That's my take. Okay. I think he's not, not that take. good. All right. I think he's definitely not going to be a top ten quarterback again this year. That's Twitter's take. I think he's better than Kenny Pickett. Kenny two gloves. I think no. he's better than Daniel Jones. I agree. And I think Geno's the twentieth best quarterback in the league. <laughs> I I don't I don't think he's going to finish there in fantasy. Uh, I think he finishes higher than Kenny Two Gloves. Yeah, hell, he better not with the. I mean, he's got good weapons. He does. He's got he around him. Speaking of the weapons, of weapons. D- DK only had three catches today. Um, you saw Lockett have two catches today. Kenneth Walker, um, four receptions for three yards. Uh, he led the team in receptions. Um, so obviously, not the game that the Seahawks wanted to come out with. But obviously, they had to run the ball a lot. They were down, but uh, their leading rusher had 12 carries for 64 yards. I was surprised. I mean, to me, it's so surprising that Jackson Smith and Jigba played week one after coming back from a fractured wrist and you have to catch the ball I mean, for Uh-oh. a living. It's very surprising he played week one, but he did come out and have a few grabs. I mean, not nothing spectacular, but got involved in the offense early. I think he's going to be in a going to get plugged into the offense pretty well for Seattle, and I think that Seattle is going to have a lot more better games offensively throughout the season than 13 points. Better hope so. I think the Rams could be good. Uh, no, I think the Seahawks played so bad today, man. You should have watched the game. I mean, it was just a very poor performance from Seattle. Matthew Stafford said the game, bro. I mean, 24-40 to 38. I mean, was he just on? No touchdowns. Uh, I mean, so. Let's talk about the other score, Gami. 16-17. No, 16-17. Oh. We had 15-16 and 16-17. Was there actually score Gami today, though? No. But that's probably the first time ever there's been 15, 16, 16, 17. Gotta I, that, be. That's probably right. Yeah. Gotta be. Uh, Raiders, Broncos. You talk about an offense that does not look good, and that is Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. The defense looks good, you know, holding the the oh, this Las Vegas Raiders 17 points, but Russell Wilson just can't score the football. I'll the tell Broncos you the most unsurprising thing of this game is Jimmy Garoppolo winning another football game? Because that's what Jimmy up. Garoppolo does, is win games. I mean, going down late, go fourth quarter, you get the ball in your hands, you get it, you've got a chance to lead your team down the field to score a touchdown, and what does Jimmy G do? He leads his team down there and he scores wins. a touchdown. He puts wins the ball football game. Russell, Russell Wilson gets the ball back with six minutes left. What does he do? end up punting. I mean, they end up trying to trust their defense, and I mean, that Las Vegas ends up yeah, ne- being able to kneel at the clock. Trash. So, Jimmy G again proves Josh that proves Josh right, I guess, that he is a winner. And he always, Josh is hanging Jimmy, his hat on Jimmy G and Daniel Jones. Jimmy G threw the <laughs> ball it. 20, Jimmy, like, Jimmy G threw the, the ball 26 forward. times, and it only and touched Love the ground five Holmes. times. <laughs> And it only touched the ground five times out of 26 passes. That's pretty say, good. Say, say that again? He threw the Russell ball 26 Wilson times. Only... <laughs> what? what? They both... <laughs> it's one less completion. So is Russell Wilson a great no, Russell player Wilson, too? Russell Wilson lost. I, yeah, I know. And but you're going to go less, off these completions and... And, and it's actually two less completions. It's, it's six to seven. Jimmy it's G six to ball, seven. Jimmy G threw the ball six, uh, 26 times. It only hit the ground five times. It fell into the hands of a player 21 times. 
You're an idiot. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. You're an idiot. Someone caught the because ball. Because of an 20, interception? You're 20, an idiot. 21 out of 26 times that Jimmy just threw the ball. Bro, He's a winner. I don't know what to tell you. I you had, you, bro. You had the Raiders in last place, and now they're looking like they're going to be in first place. We Ooh. all had the Raiders in last place. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about another guy. Who, However, uh, they are in first place. They are in first right place. Now. They're that's winning. a great point. That's a great point. Another team that's in first place in their division, technically. Uh, and a guy who also threw for an interception today, but ended up winning his game, Sam Howe. One touchdown, one interception. He Bro, and, hold the, on. and the <laughs> that was the that was the weakest a, howl I've, I've ever heard. You gotta, you gotta get some bass in your voice, son. I have a fucking five year old sleeping two rooms over. You want me to wake her up? Like she's got school tomorrow. You won't. Oh, okay, give me a quiet. No, you won't. Just give me, give me a good give me a good howl that's quiet. I can't do that. The Washington Commanders are going to rename themselves to the Red Wolves, though, because Sam Howe is oh. going to lead them to a division title this year. Oh, oh, oh. He said, Tyler's like, oh. Oh. <laughs> He's a wounded wolf. <laughs> he got kind of the leg. It's kind of what the Red Wolves are, too, too if we're being honest. Uh, but Did you no, see you are Sam right. Howe get... L- Wrecked today, yeah. In the first quarter, that was a bad hit. Oh my god! <laughs> Kudos right. to him for finishing the game. Arizona has the longest losing streak in the NFL currently. I think it is at twelve games. Mm. Josh, Dobbs you know didn't Josh Dobbs, he didn't even know all the players on the team. <laughs> he was like, "I'm just glad they have names on the back of their jersey." Bro, they had four other quarterbacks to start the season in the offseason. I know. And they got He's him been playing. there five days. I know. <laughs> like, what? Uh, and he James, still played better than Daniel Jones. James Conner. Uh, <laughs> How about that one? Marquise Brown. He did. Five targets, 28 yards on the day. I, I think the, the Cardinals, pew, pew. I think they could um, potentially win three games. <laughs> Maybe four. And yeah, hopefully. I mean, hopefully they win someone. Is Kyler going to come they back? They hope they don't. Hopefully they win um, three so they can get Caleb Williams. I think he's supposed to. Who is? Yeah, I mean, this game was kind of a, just a, a bum game. I mean, Carolina sucks. I mean, the Cardinals suck, not Carolina. The Cardinals suck. <laughs> well, defense the Car- is not Carolina very good. Carolina sucks, too. Yeah, that's, yeah, both things are true. Uh, the Cardinals defense is, is very bad. Um, Washington, first place in the NFC Beast. Hey. Only Probably one person's losing in the say. NFC Beast, and that's Daniel Jones. That's, that's very true. So let's uh, – who haven't we – I think the only, the only game we haven't talked about is probably the most uh, – the, the biggest upset of the day, right? Oh, yeah. This is – yeah, so this is the one I want to talk about too. Is right, it really so Josh, that big ahead. of an upset, though, take it away. when we talk about the history of it? So this is, we will find over. out. <laughs> I will say, yeah, it is a it is a big surprise. I mean, just I mean, yeah, you can say the history of it, but Mahomes was five and zero on opening day, so I guess that could have also been the the most surprise loss. But I mean, Joe Burrow and the Bengals should have one of the best teams in the AFC. They should come out and they should take care of business against the Cleveland Browns. They should be able to beat a team like this. I think the most surprising thing about this game is how good the Cleveland Browns defense played against Cincinnati. I mean, the the Browns' defense harassed Joe Burrow all day. I think he was hit 10 times 
in this game. And as long as the offensive line is going to let Joe Burrow continue to get hit, just like happened in the playoffs a couple years ago, he, he's not. It's not going to work. I mean, this team is going to rely on how good Joe Burrow is, and if he can stay healthy, and if the offensive line isn't letting him do it, it's not going to happen. I'll tell you, the Browns hit Burrow ten times today. Yeah, I think I said that. Okay, I didn't know. I didn't know what number you said. Good thing they paid Orlando Brown all that money. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It's a good thing. And I mean, uh, it was Joe Burrow's lowest. Uh, yeah, uh, lowest yardage, passing yardage in a game ever. Uh, easily his worst performance since he's been in the NFL. Just a terrible, terrible look for Cincinnati coming out week one. And honestly, I put a little bit on on uh, Zach Taylor. I think hey, our quarterback's off today. Let's make this the Joe Mixon show. Let's let's give Joe Mixon thirty carries week one. And and because uh, Joe's off, Joe's gonna make a fool of himself and throw for 82 fucking yards, and we're gonna score two points. So let's just let's just try and run the ball and score and, and try and make this 24-10. Make it a ball game. The problem is is that the the defensive line of the Browns is pretty pretty solid. I don't know how successful that would have been either. I mean, my thing is is the Joe Burrow is now one in five against the Browns. Okay. So, to me, it's not that shocking that they lost this game, and I feel like the Bengals always come out pretty rusty in week one. And um, so, I mean, I really wasn't surprised. I did not want to touch this game as far as any type of betting, which doesn't matter anyway. I lost all my bets anyway. So, but, I mean, I'm just I'm not that shocked. I'm shocked that uh, Joe Burrow did play that bad, but I'm not shocked that the Browns won. I think the overarching point is it is not – I mean, it's what you said. It's not just that they lost this game. It's how they lost this game. I mean, they scored three yeah. points. Joe Burrow's out here trying to make a case that he's the best quarterback or the second best quarterback to play in the National Football League, and you're not doing that when you come out week one you put up 82, 82 yards and three points as a team against the Cleveland yeah. Browns, who's a division rival. I mean, that's just – that's the shocking part is, you, you know, a lot of people were blaming the calf of Joe Burrow, saying he wasn't fully ready to be back on the field. A lot of people, I mean, you say what you want. The Cleveland Browns defense had the offensive line's number, and they hit Joe Burrow repeatedly in the backfield. This is not a good game for the Cincinnati Bengals. To your point, Griffin, the Bengals did come out last year, start 0-2, and, and then they lost, like, I think one game the rest of the way. So this is a very similar situation to what they were in last that. year. I think it was 0-2. I think they won their third game. Was that it? Yeah. Um, but, so, I mean, it's unfam- I mean, it's familiar territory for the Bengals, but – to get beat three to twenty four is very shocking week one for the Bengals. That should yeah, not have I mean, happened. The only the only bright spot is that they didn't get shut out. Yeah, and that just shows that their kicker's better than Graham Gano because <laughs> he got blocked and missed one <laughs> way left. So they would have put up six points had their kicker not screwed him. Maybe he should have played soccer. And also, what, what I said what I said earlier about you know Justin Jefferson sitting with Jamar Chase. I mean. The one thing, I mean, of course, you know, Joe Burrow is your franchise, but you don't want your diva wide receiver because, of course, he, I'm, and that's me assuming, but to become unhappy. Did you see he was uh, trash talking the Browns before and after the game? Yeah, I did see him. Yeah. yeah, he acted like he didn't know their name, and then after the game, he said, "Man, if they got fired up because I called them elves and they're just soft," and I was like, "Bro, I don't think they did that because he called them elves." I think that they just come out way more on fire than what you guys were, and they just beat you. I think they get paid millions of dollars to play but football. <laughs> we talked a lot about how bad the Bengals were. Nick Chubb, 18 uh, attempts, 106 yards on, on the ground. Deshaun Watson, 
did not look great, uh, but he did get a touchdown to Harrison Bryant. Elijah Moore and Amari Cooper both go 43-37 respectively. Not a great game for the Browns offensively either. I want to see more from Deshaun. Did not look like the Deshaun from old. So a lot of question marks for, honestly, both of these teams after week one. Not a lot of things answered for us. So uh, who, who has a better record finishing the season? I mean, Out of these two? Yes. The Bengals. By how many games? Three? Sheesh. Four? Nine and eight and twelve and five. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. What do you think? I don't know. No idea. <laughs> all right. Okay. That's fair. Um, I think that's all the games for huh? this week. Uh, yep. We we can preview the Bills Jets real quick. I for do everyone have that's gonna you know, be a that very game. strong opinion about this. I think that, I think the Bills minus two is a lot. Okay, let's hear it. Give us the reasoning. I think Josh Allen is coming out, proving that they are a legitimate Super Bowl candidate coming out, proving that they are not just coming out to, you know, win, win in the regular season and then fume out in the playoffs again, lose to the Chiefs, lose to the Bengals, lose to whoever again. We're coming out. We're going to beat the. We're going to beat Aaron Rodgers. You think he's the best quarterback of all time? It's actually me. I do everything he does. I do it better. I think Josh Allen has a fantastic performance, 300 yards, 100 yards on the ground, four touchdowns total. They win this game by at least 10. Wow, a 10-point win. That's, that is a bold statement. I, uh, I think that this game is going to be very fun to watch. Obviously, all the storylines that are going to be here, Aaron Rodgers' first game back, see how good Garrett Wilson is. I think the biggest question mark is going to be how good is the Jets' defense coming out of the gate, and are they going to be able to hold, you know, like the uh, Gabe Davis and the Dalton Kincaid or Dawson Knox because the, the Stephon Diggs is going to get hit. Stephon Diggs is going to end up with one of these lines of 10 receptions for 120 yards. I mean, he's just it's going to be the type of game that he has, but can you mitigate all those other guys from doing all the damage to you, and can you stop the run game from happening? So, I tend to think that the Bills are also going to win this game, but it, but Aaron Rodgers is going to have a chip on his shoulder for wanting to come out and prove that, you know, he didn't lose the zip on the ball. He didn't lose all that coming in, and he, the, the city's expecting him to come in and be Batman. They need him to put on the cape and show week one that they can win games. So I think it's going to be a very good football game. I think it's going to be close. I'm not touching anywhere near 10 points, but I will say I think the Bills are going to win. Yeah, I think I got the Bills by a touchdown in this. Uh, first off, I think that um, it'll be a kind of a big question mark on what the Jets' offensive line looks like because um, I think Aaron Rodgers could get pretty frustrated pretty quickly. And then the other thing is is this could be added fuel for Buffalo coming into it given that DJ Reed, one of the cornerbacks for the Jets, just came out and said that they are basically going to be the 85 Bears defense. <laughs> And that they're going to be the greatest of all time. That's a yeah, hilarious said, thing to he say. He said that they're they're going to be in the conversation for the '85 Bears and the Legion of Boom. So um, I think that kind of it'd be for Buffalo. I mean, it it would give you a lot of uh, hope going into the rest of the season if you came in and just beat the brakes off them or something like that. You know, 
Not that they yeah. will, but I feel like that could be an incentive for Buffalo to try to score a lot of points. But what if they do? What, what if, if they, they do what? What if be, they do become Just beat like, the brakes off them? No, just like become, become oh. one of the greatest defenses of all time. That'd be a great call. Then you would think that they should be in <laughs> Super Bowl contention. I hope he better. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I well, think, I I think we, that's I a pretty good preview that, for... Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, I think uh, that's a good preview for Monday Night Football. With that, I think we only have one thing left to do. Let's go ahead and we're going to go ahead and make our Super Bowl predictions. Oh. Damn. Griffin, I know that you've already got your team locked and loaded, so we'll let you go first. You're just bot- chomping at the bit. Yeah. Coming out of the AFC, it's going to be the Chiefs. I am not worried at all about that week one loss. I really, I mean, I don't think that's going to be, having Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones come back is going to be huge, and I was impressed with our defense. I thought they looked a lot better than they would have without Chris Jones, and so um, pretty optimistic on that. Out of the NFC, though, I'm kind of between two teams, and one of the teams I don't want to really say because I just really hate this team and mainly the it's just the fans kind of irritate me more than anything cowboys um yeah that's one of them but uh the pick i'd actually go with is probably the 49ers i think they would have made it last year they had a quarterback healthy um and so i i mean i think they have the best roster top to bottom in the league and it would be but i think the nfc championship game is going to be the cowboys and 49ers And then whichever one of those um, makes it to the Super Bowl, I think the Chiefs win. Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> so my brain tells me that it's the that I just talked about Josh Allen how he's on the quest to prove everyone wrong. That this is his year. That he's not just here to to win 13 games and then bounce after the first round of the playoffs. He's went here here to win a Super Bowl. So that being said, my brain tells me to pick. Josh Allen to go to the Super Bowl, but my money tells me and my heart tells me that it's Lamar Jackson's year. He's going to the Super Bowl. He will be playing the 49ers. I think they, like Griffin just said, they're the best team top to bottom. Lamar Jackson wins. MVP and Super Bowl MVP. Lamar Jackson's year. I love it. There's a lot of confidence after that week one performance. Uh, I'm, I'm just nervous about all the injuries already to the to the secondary, but I hope that you were right. Um, man, I don't really want to pick the 49ers anymore, but they were my pick out of the NFC. Uh, but both of you guys picked them as well, so I will pivot. I mean, they're the best team. I'm going to I mean, pivot. You can say the I'm Cowboys. Gonna, no, I'm going to pivot, and I'm going to say the Eagles. The Eagles back-to-back Super Bowls, and I think it's going to be the Eagles and the Bills. And I've got the Bills winning the Super Bowl. Josh Allen finally getting his Super Bowl ring and his Super Bowl MVP. I like that. So I think I think there we the, go. the Eagles really hurt this. I, I, I'm sorry to interrupt. I think the Eagles were really hurt this week by losing all their coordinators. I think that uh, it's going to take them a couple weeks. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, they still won the game against the Patriots. You're still beating Bill Belichick's team. I'm not worried about the Eagles. They went out and did what they were supposed to do. I mean, I think that they'll be just fine. That offensive line is still going to be very good. They're going to figure out how to score the football. Not worried about the, not worried about the Eagles. Yeah, no worried so, about the defense at all good. either. All right, boys. 
Well, this was a good one. A lot of stuff to recap. Uh, excited for the next episode previewing week two of the NFL. Um, we're going to get, once again, we're going to get our fancy football rankings out by Wednesday. So be looking for those on all of our socials. They will be updated reflecting our positionals, our positions going into the second week of the National Football League for your fancy football leagues. Make sure that you're following us on social media at SportsBYBP or at Bursar Bubble Podcast. Everywhere you listen to your podcast, check us out. Check out the new studio. Let us let us know what you guys think of the new looks. We switched platforms over to Riverside, a great uh, app for using and downloading your podcast. So let us know how everything looks on Spotify or YouTube, wherever you listen to the podcast. Thanks for the support. Guys, fantastic episode. Loved it. I think it was a great episode. Yep. It was great. All right, boys. I can't wait to talk on Thursday. Let's do it.